Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm Tony Wildan Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. What's going on, man? Hi. I'd like to start this episode off, like all the episodes, by thanking our sponsors. I'll take the time to thank Sabretooth. If you go to sabretooth.com and use code WH, you can save 10% on your order. If you're looking to get anyone some Christmas gifts, now's the time. 10% off. WH. I need some new bears. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. If anybody's got him on this Christmas list, I'm not sure who would, but yeah, if anyone picks me up in a secret Santa or, you know, if I'm on anyone's Christmas card list. Yeah. So I'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, Maritime Nice Supply, your one-stop shop for makers, uh, home for abrasive steel tools and more save on, save on shipping by getting everything from one supplier. You can find them at maritimenicesupply.com and .ca. Also, um, I think last week we mentioned about the... um, Scholarships. Scholarships. I believe we were a little inaccurate in what we said. Not a little inaccurate. We were very inaccurate. (laughs) Yes. So uh, hopefully the the attention we drew to it will bring more people to the website to have a look. And hopefully very soon, because um, it actually closes on December 1st. It doesn't open on December 1st. Silly, so, silly, silly. So yeah, we'll we'll have to fire our fact checker. All right. Well, it's been fun. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Because <laughs> it's one of us. <laughs> and if you're not here, I'm not here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, single track with me would be pretty rough. <laughs> yeah yeah so what is going on as this releases it's the day before american thanksgiving american thanks oh it's the only thanksgiving that counts if you ask you know one half of if if you if you talk to one half of the working hands podcast hosts yeah (laughs) Yeah. no because your thanksgiving counts because that's the weekend you come to maker camp so it's perfect yeah so i don't i don't partake in the canadian thanksgiving to come to the uh maker super bowl is it is it a big deal in canada (laughs) oh it's similar um it's uh definitely not a small holiday i mean it's it's just one of those holidays that everybody gets together we watch you know american football (laughs) yeah we have we have our own league up here but uh it's not as well uh attended let's put it that way do you watch american football uh, I go in spurts. I'll watch, I'll watch, uh, I'll watch the no fun league. Um, like, I don't know. I'll go a couple years. I'll watch it pretty religiously and then I'll fall off for, um, I'm in my fall off period. I'm, I'm having, wa- haven't really watched for probably four years, three or four years anyways. Very good. So what is Thanksgiving in Canada? Do you guys do Turkey? Or do you guys do something weird like maple encrusted moose or something? That sounds pretty good. You ever had moose? No, no, I haven't. Okay, it's it's good. It's it's better than beef, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, for us, it's, most people, it's just whatever the whatever their family unit was accustomed to. Some people do ham, some do turkey. Uh, I think most do turkey what does your family do um whatever they cook at the blackthorn because i'm there (laughs) (laughs) 
ribs at the barbecue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Normally it'd be a it'd be a turkey turkey thing. So good. Do you guys do all the other fixins? Oh yeah, stuffing and stuffing in the cranberry sauce. Yeah, with the can, out of the can, where you see the ribs. For some reason, people love it. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, I can't. I can't do cranberries. I can do cranberries. I'm not big on cranberry sauce unless you get like I'll never purposely put it on. But if I get like one of those Thanksgiving subs or the turkey sub, whatever, from one of the sandwich joints and they already put the cranberry sauce on, I'll eat it, but I don't seek it out. But like dried cranberries in a um, trail mix or something's fine with me. Cranberry juice. Oh, okay. I got you. What is your favorite side? Uh, I don't know. Do you consider mashed potatoes a side? I do. Okay. Well, sometimes I'll consider that a full meal. Yeah, yeah. You pretty much did that tonight. <laughs> Will made uh, just some uh, meatballs and and mashed potatoes, and it was it was a heavy meal on the mashed potatoes. Everything was really good, but it was uh, I don't know the mashed potatoes were hitting the spot, so they they got they got destroyed. <laughs> mashed potatoes are always good. Yeah, she does them with the like butter and milk and the whole the whole deal. Sounds good. And keeps them to a consistency that they you know. They're, how would you say, they're tacky or thick? I don't know. Tacky sounds wrong, but they're thick. They're not like so watered down with milk and butter that they're, right. you know, like potato soup. Although potato soup's pretty good. Mm, I don't yeah, know. It's making me hungry. I'm not much of a, yeah, I'm not much of a soup person, so. No? No. I like a good soup. I like a good Thanksgiving meal, too. Yeah, what's the go-to for you? For you, turkey. Okay. None of that fancy smoked turkey. Give me the real thing. <laughs> oven roasted is the best. Yeah. Fried is okay, but oven roasted is for sure the best. Well, I had this argument with Jr., but I just don't like the smoked turkey. It's okay if you're getting smoked turkey, but it's just never it never goes white. It stays red. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, I've never. It gives you that I guess weird, I've never had it. Gives you that weird vibe about it. I don't, I, I don't know. Am I eating medium? Am I eating medium rare turkey? <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Ooh. And then it it's never like for for me Thanksgiving's all about the leftovers. And when you have a nice oven roasted or fried turkey that's carved up, and you're putting that on a sandwich later on, that's the best. I don't think smoked turkey has that same effect. Yeah, I, I guess I've never uh, never had it. I've never seen. I've never actually seen it, so that's why I don't. I didn't know it didn't change. Didn't really change color. Yeah. Did you ever get like smoked wings or anything like that? Mm, I mean, no. it changes the color. I mean, it's not like you're eating raw meat, but it's yeah. It's, yeah I got gotcha. you. It's not the same, you know. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm a visual eater. Ah, uh, I am a thousand percent that it's visually got to look right to me, and then texturally has to be right or i'm 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 <laughs> it's real tough for me to to push past that yeah but i'm 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 weird on all that stuff too because like i don't really like it like a like for cookies for example i don't like the real soft cookies i like them a little crisp uh if you burn them i'm eating them like that doesn't 
that doesn't bother me. I mean, if they're completely black, but if the bottoms are black, yeah, we, I'll still eat them. I love them. So kicking back to our chocolate bar talk or candy bar talk. Candy bar. <laughs> you guys have score bars? Oh, yeah. Those things are phenomenal. Yeah, so you've, you've, I'm sure you've had it before, but people will do that and put that in, like, in, mix in with chocolate chips. Then you, that gets, yeah. like, caramelized and, like, crunchy and crispy in a cookie i i I like that that's that's something i really like yeah i had those once somebody crushed them up and put them in oatmeal cookies and it was phenomenal Mm. but if we're gonna go down the cookie route it's not quite christmas so maybe we'll wait for that but okay i prefer chocolate chip cookies without the chocolate chips i got you well i'm gonna say this and raisins do not belong in an oatmeal cookie that is the worst trick to play on someone yeah like it oatmeal chocolate chip are like yeah they're they're my jam they're i i have it's got to be the best combination out there we have had so we have a guy that brings cookies in um a vendor that sells our company chemicals he comes in and he comes in weekly to check on like the stuff that we're using and he brings in a thing of cookies and it's generally oatmeal chocolate chip. And I have destroyed way more than my share <laughs> of those packages on at least a weekly basis. Yeah, they're good, right? Oh, man. It was really bad when I was working days before COVID because he was in every week and I was working day or he was in multiple days a week and I was in every day of the week so instead of just hitting them once or twice through a shift i was hitting every time he showed up and then yeah yeah my waistline was not happy with me during that (laughs) but yeah we'll we'll save the cookie talk for later yeah we should get a cookie poll going on on the old instagrams (laughs) what we should do since uh you know, Thanksgiving's tomorrow, and that starts the Christmas season. We should do a showdown of Christmas cookies. Hmm. That sounds like a good one. We should figure out what the listeners' favorite cookies are. I'll have to do a post. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do the cookie showdown. Rolling into Christmas. Are you a baker? Do you bake at all? Me, no. Come on. You look like a baker. You look like somebody putting on your little... Your, your apron going into the kitchen measuring out all your dries uh no no i have i have an apron but it's not meant for cooking <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it could be adapted for cooking mm, you'd have to clean it first <laughs> yeah um be a little bit of metal falling out of it i'm sure yeah so we've been up to anything good still in shutdown mode so we're, we're like I said last week, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I'm hoping by the time this is released, um, the light will be behind me. <laughs> I'll be through the tunnel, but we'll see. I'm hoping it's over soon too. Yeah, I'd like to have <laughs> I, I'd like to have some energy to to use elsewhere. <laughs> Our days are quite busy uh, doing doing the shutdown work, so yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. Well, like tonight, um, 
I decided to sit down and watch what everybody believes should be a Canadian's favorite show. And I watched Letter Kenny <laughs> for a bit. And it was like 7.30. And I had my hoodie pulled up over my eyes <laughs> and set my set an alarm on my phone for 9.30 so I could make sure I was awake <laughs> to record this. So I was uh, after, well three day shifts so 36 hours and i'm i'm on my my swing night so so i'll i'll get some i'll get some extra sleep tonight and then uh, i go back in for night shift for two nights sounds like nightmare yeah could be worse could, could have be. to do it for free it's true that's not even a joke <laughs> hmm. so i've been pretty busy in the shop lately uh made a couple gifts for people that listen so i won't be talking about them <laughs> uh, but i did um i did do some shop upgrades and some sh sh shop cleaning as i've said uh, i was gonna do i got rid of a bunch of stuff got rid of some slabs i gave away i'm happy about that but i mounted my air compressor to the wall up high on a shelf oh yeah and it is a, well, I have a very small air compressor. It's a one-gallon tank. Gotcha. I got one of those California Air ones that's real quiet. doesn't really vibrate at all. So I built a shelf for it. I put it up so it's off the floor. And then I went and bought a hose reel for it and uh, hooked a hose reel up. So it works out way better for me. Yeah, I got you. So um, what what style was it? I, I, I guess it's I, called I've a... Never... The brand is California Air or California Air Compressors, maybe. I don't remember. They're like gray with a blue label, if you're looking them up. And uh, they're really like whisper quiet. Like it, it, it's like I have like the air blow nozzle, like to blow off the dust when I'm going to go inside. And uh, that is louder than it running. Gotcha. But I don't use many air tools anymore. So I got rid of my big one years ago. Give it to the boys over at Green Street before it died. And then I had another small spare one that I had, like a little Husky I bought on a Black Friday deal like 10 years ago. And then that died. So I went and bought a California Air one so I don't have to listen to it. Yeah, that's, that, that is something though. I mean, I think about it like with my father, it was pretty much a guarantee that in a shop that someone of his age had had a massive air compressor yeah like that was that was pretty standard um and you see it more and more like i always thought i needed one too up until probably the last i'd say five to seven years where you know power tools like you know, the battery tools have gotten to a point where a lot of the air tools aren't i mean don't get me wrong they still have their spot but for most like hobbyist homeowners kind of thing. It, I don't think, I think there's a lot of them, the electric, the electric tools are doing, doing as good a job for someone at our level anyways. Yeah. But also for someone like me, um, the only time it runs a lot is, uh, and I've had it since over the summer I bought it, but anytime it's running a lot is when I'm filling up the pool toys, like the blow up <laughs> things. That's the only time it runs often where you're like, man, I probably should have got a bigger one. But then 
Oh, if that's the only time, right? Filling up, filling up the dolls, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so if that's the only time it's running all the, like all my little brad nailers and stuff, like I'm not framing houses, right? Yeah. I, I use a brad nailer, a stapler, and, and an, an air hose to blow dust around and clean off some tools. Like I haven't even gone to my air sanders in, in year. Like none of that stuff is ever used, right? I don't use an air uh die grinder anymore like uh, i'm just gonna like throw them away right yeah like all the m12 stuff it works just fine for me so for the few things i need yeah. an air compressor for i bought the smallest cheapest one i could get and then i made sure it was a quiet one and i am happy it's cheaper than the cheap ones you can get at like home depot or walmart or something oh yeah that's pretty good then yeah and it's really quiet well I got mine on sale. I just happened to find it with like a $10 off coupon and it made it $20 cheaper than the Home Depot one. Okay. So yeah, I have, I do, I have a compressor too, but it's, it is one of those like one gallon. That thing is loud. It's in the garage. And if I have, if I forgot to shut it off so that it's not like always cycling, that thing will wake you up out of a dead sleep and it's 30 feet across the house. Like it's, it's loud. Yeah. I had like a two gallon Husky one before I had this one and it, it would wake you up if I left it on out there. That's mm. not even big. I mean, the compressor on it was like, I don't know, this big, it was tiny, but it was loud. This one, you can hardly hear it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It must be just the style of, uh, style of compressor that it is that just makes it loud. Um, well, I, I hear the. I mean, this one's oil-free, too, but the oil-free ones, like if you're buying one at, like, cheap Home Depot, Harbor Freight or whatever, mm. the oil-free ones are louder than the, like, the ones that you have to add oil to. Oh, really? I don't know much about air compressors. I'm not an air compressor aficionado, but that much I do know. The oil, Like, if you buy one that's oil-free, it's going to be louder than the oil ones. I think it's the mechanism they use inside. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm the same way. I've never really looked into it. I mean, I, I deal with and work with compressors at work, but uh, what's quiet for, for me at work is not what would be quiet at home. I'll, I'll do a video and send it to you of just how quiet this thing is. You're going to be like, that thing's running? Like It doesn't make any sense how quiet it is. Well, that's, I mean, that's a good option for a homeowner for sure. But yet, but I, I was debating about putting it on the shelf, and I'm like, yeah, the only, like it's great to have it up off the floor and out of the way, right? Like it's almost like above my head. Like I got to get on a ladder to get to it, it right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, it's gonna suck to drain, right? Like I gotta climb on a ladder up to where it's gonna be to drain it. Like that's mm. gonna be a pain in the butt. And then I was talking to Lucas. He's like, just pipe it down. And then all the water will stay out of the tank anyway. Just run a pipe, just thread a pipe on there. He originally said to put like the clear hose on there. And I was like, that's not going to hold 120 pounds of PSI. So I'm just going to pipe it down, like down the wall and just let that fill up with water. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually good advice. Um, yeah, just with a valve at the bottom and then you can drain it whenever you need. Right. And then I have those like Alexa plugs, like it's right. a plug you put in the wall and then you put the extension cord or whatever into it, not an mm. extension cord. I know it's a compressor, but, um, 
So now when I want to turn it on or off, I can just tell the lady, hey, lady. Um, gotcha. Turn it on, turn it off. So I, I've, I've resisted doing that so far. Like Dude, putting... it, it's, I have my shop back on it. I have my dust collector on it. I have so much stuff on those things. You, you remember who you're talking to. I resisted iPhone for like the entire existence of iPhone until this point. Congratulations and welcome to the dark side. <laughs> the, um, I also yeah. don't, I don't like talking to stuff like that either. So I, I don't know well, why. Well, you can do it from your phone too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, all my plugs are like where I can't get to them, right? And I mounted my dust collector way up in the rafters too. Like I, I, I can't walk over to it, right? Well, yeah, so I could buy got... a remote and ha- have a hardwired thing to do it, yeah. which I did for a while. But these little plugs are phenomenal. Yeah, I mean your your shop. I mean that the headspace that you have really bodes well to like doing what you're saying because you've got what twelve feet. I think it's more than that. Yeah, like it's 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 up there a ways. So you've got a lot 12, of space. 13, yeah, maybe twelve. Yeah, so yeah. you got space that you can use to to uh it's dead space that's yeah i can't use it you can't use it you have no use for it other than somehow making storage well above the garage door like like around the garage door i put the lumber racks up there which sounds good in theory but for a guy who normally works with his garage door open (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i've got some space in my garage too with the the rafters are all open um and my yeah, the ceiling, like what would have been if if you were to drywall it, what, what the bottom of the rafters would be, probably it's a solid ten feet plus, you know, uh, uh, probably six twelve pitch. I don't think it's four twelve. I think it's six twelve. Um, so it's got a fair bit of height to it. That's good. Hide some stuff up there. Yeah, I should. I have long, like uh, two of the walls. There's like some shelves up there. And I keep things that I don't regularly get to, like uh, like painting supplies, like the like the pans and the, I have a box of brushes and like the pans and the rollers because it's not like I'm painting every day, but I'm not going to rebuy that stuff, so I just throw it up there where I don't have to get to it as often. Yeah, I've uh, I've got that stuff down here in the basement, so that's the one thing with this house is that it's they call a, a ranch style or mm-hmm. rancher or something. So it's basically, uh, I don't know, it's basically a bungalow, but then like we don't have any real living space down here in the basement. It's all just like laundry, storage, that kind of stuff. So that's where anything that stores better with temperature control, that's where it goes here. So that's what I like paints, paint and stuff like that goes down here. Oh, I don't paint up there. No, no, I understand that. Yeah. But yeah, it works out pretty good. But now I'm thinking about what else I can put up in the air like that. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, and then I bought, um, I went to good old Harbor Freight and I bought a hose reel. Right. So, so I could just hang that from the ceiling. It's the whole problem with having it down was there was no way I could curl it up and I was going to put a hose reel next to it on the ground. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm taking up floor space for this little itty bitty air compressor right and then i gotta put a hose because if i didn't buy a hose reel then the hose is just like dangling all over the place 
So I'm like, I could put this thing over there and then I'm the hose hanging. So I bought a hose reel, right? Mm. And the hose reel I bought from Harbor Freight and it had like one of them swivel parts, right? So when it hangs from the ceiling, it, 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 it'll sway, right? And I it, got you. It's got this, it's got this bracket. It's a metal bracket that comes up and it goes across and then down. It's got three holes in it so you can mount it to the ceiling. But it only sticks up about two inches out of this blow molded plastic that the hose reel is in. Right. Mm. And that's fine. But no matter what angle you put the hose reel at, you can't get a screw and a screwdriver below it to mount it to a wall. So I had to take a piece of plywood, do the whole nut and bolt thing through from the back and then take the whole thing up and then screw the wood up to a joist. What a pain. <laughs> it's like, oh, and it's not like you could take the thing off because the blow molded plastic went through it. Like, it wasn't like there was two twist knobs on either end. And I couldn't just cut it off because then I'd have to, I can't screw oh, so into the that pe- blow molded the, plastic. The piece was molded right around the, whatever yeah. little bit of steel was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. But yeah. it's a nice reel. But I mean, what can you do? You can't win them all. Right. Yeah. I mean, little little modification sounds sounds like it's still a win. Oh, it's a win, yeah. That's something like cable and hose management is it's a big deal in in a lot of shops. Like, I'm not looking forward to the day that I when I finally do put um, oxyacetylene in my shop and having to deal with hose management after that. Mm. That sucks. I got one more hose I need to manage. Well, two, but only one that I'm going to do immediately. And that's my shop vac hose. I was say, this is just getting, pers- getting real personal here. Hose no, management. No, that hose is fine. The, <laughs> uh, but I need to curb the shop vac hose because I have one of my shop vacs is up in the air, right? Right. And then I run it down to a, um, what do you call those, like cyclone separators that you put on a five-gallon pail? That's, I, yep. I bought one of those off like, of Amazon and yep. uh, I got the dollar sign one, whatever that is. And it works great. So I never have to get up to the actual vacuum, but then all the hose is just like chilling somewhere. I'm like wrapping it on other things. It's always falling. I'm always stepping over it. So I want to get one of those vacuum hose reels now. And there's only like two brands that make them. One is Rockler and the other is this, uh, to go with the hose thing it's like cox central or something (laughs) what (laughs) yeah uh let me look it up real quick before i misspeak again (laughs) yeah i um yeah we had when we had the issue with the water in the basement i ended up buying some more uh hose but man it it's surprising how little distance that vac that what dry vac like how much how small of a distance it can cover because if we put um the hose and if you sealed it over in the water like like the whole opening was pulling suction it would stop the thing dead in its tracks and the water would like it would just lose suction and then you'd have water rushing back towards you it was like so you had to like take a small amount of suction but it would work and it was quicker than the water coming in but it was also quicker that way because i didn't have to carry 
the uh, shop vac up yeah. the stairs every every go. It's Cox Reels is the company, but those are expensive. They're like like four hundred bucks. Like C O X. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a family show, Tony. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's difficult. But that's all I could find. So I think I'm going to go with the Dustrite one from Rockler. But it's expensive, too. Yeah. Well, that's something like you got me thinking on the, the metalworking side of things. Like, And I've heard guys complain about it, too, like that there's, like, there's so many big companies out there that do welding supply. And I don't think I've ever heard of any kind of coil or re, like anything for welding leads like for a ground lead or anything along those lines no and what's the worst part about welder storage is all the wires coming off yeah i I mean you can't really do anything for a mig whip because i mean it's they're usually shorter well they're a hell of a lot shorter than if if you're doing something with uh um with the stick welder because stick welder it's basically whatever your machine can put out for voltage and still be effective at that distance. Right. Um, voltage and amperage, I think, but, um, cause we have them at work. Like they're, they'll set up the welders on the ground and then there's just these quick connect cables and they go all the way up. They can go up to 300 feet in the air and then go, you know, any direction once they get up to the height that they need to be at. So they could be quite long before they're, before they're done um and that's what they use for for welding yeah yeah but i mean think about even with a tig with the pedal y'all got the pedal the arm the ground lead Mm. it's a nightmare yeah well i mean even with tig like you're not you're not going a long distance with that either like that's usually fairly close wouldn't it be nice to just roll it up when you're done nice clean supposed to having to wrap it around the machine or two hooks on the side of your welding table or whatever yeah like that's something like i don't even know i guess i'd have to look into it more most most anybody that does it they just build their own their own table or something to to accommodate to accommodate themselves so i don't know yeah i guess not for everybody that and with a mig i guess it'd have to be a a real big reel for that hose like if you did have it on a windup because you can't bend it yeah the i don't know well my like my welder wouldn't even be worth it because the the whip is seven or eight feet like it's not it's not a lot yeah it's all minus too um and even the ground the ground clamp is probably that's probably it's probably less than that actually but that's that's because the portability of that machine so much like my machine's a 110 with the ability to go to 220 with the right plug and the yeah the cables really aren't aren't a concern with that but i i know when i've used my father's got one of those older the uh tombstones the lincoln electric ones Mm -hmm. his was the his is the ac dc one which is actually a lot better to have a lot of times you see them they're all ac um but i mean that thing's got 40 or 50 feet of cable on it like how do you manage that (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. In the spring, I think I'm going to build myself a welding cart. Like I have a welder cart now, but I want to make one with a, a welding welding table on the top. Like the fixture? Yeah. I mean, I don't need some 
Chris Powell fixture table. I just want a spot where it's one <laughs> cart, one cart for it. Like I don't want a cart and a table. Like I got a small shop, right? Yeah. And I do all my welding outside. So I want a cart and a table all in one. I can wield it out, weld what I need, wheel it back into its storage thing and be done with it. Yeah, that's fair. Like the one, the table I have is, is, uh, just a princess auto special so it, yeah i'm uh, the harbor freight special it's probably the same thing yeah this one it's got a brand name on it it's called mr blacksmith it's the actual name of it for a welding table for a welding table yeah they they make some other stuff that i've seen at princess auto but it's like a lot of that stuff is like surplus that they get in sometimes so yeah you'll see it and then you won't see it again for six months or a year kind of thing and uh the one i got i'm i'm happy with it like it's it's done me really well i wish it didn't well i should be out there more often but the managing the rust on the top has been a bit of a pain it just keeps getting surface rust on it but that's what happens when you don't use it tony yeah that's, that's basically it but yeah it's it's actually worked out well it's made made some projects a lot easier cuz you can because of the fixturing that you have like the tool the uh, fixture uh, fixture tools for lack of a better term um be able to hold and clamp things in the in more of a proper way than just like you know trying to hold it with a c-clamp and a magnet and hold your tongue the right way and then hope that when you flip your shield down that you don't <laughs> you don't yeah. hit anything <laughs> so it's so been, a, been a lot better that way the new welding tables have that black coating on there right uh, Oh yeah, I suppose that the one that Chris got did did have that, didn't it? Yeah, the ones we used at the school had it. Uh, the one Jimmy has has it. What is that coating? And is that some like specialty like powder coat type thing? I, I or is that something you can just buy and then like roll on to the one you have? Because it's got to be uh, uh, electro whatever, right? Like the electrode's got to go through it. Yeah, so it it can't it can't have any insulating property, or you just have to scratch a spot to hook to clamp your ground. Well, no, then then that wouldn't work at all because then your piece would never be grounded because if it was insulating it from the table. Nitride. Huh. It's called nitride coating. Nitride coating. Yeah, because I know it's probably something similar but different. Um, like if you look at the barbell, actually the barbell that's over my shoulder, but nobody can see other than you, um, has a a zinc oxide, which is the black color that you see on the uh, knurling and stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be bad, really bad, to put on a welding table because zinc, when it gets hot, is not good to breathe in. Um, it's actually toxic. But yeah, it's probably something that gives you the same appearance as that, but is safe to safe with temperature and welding. Because because that I have done work with barbells like that, um, but I usually will do something like I'll put my mask on and I'll hold deal and do something to treat and get rid of the uh, zinc before I start welding. Start doing any kind of like hot work on it. Right. And actually, I've done. I think I did one where I just kind of put the bar and this maybe, maybe uh, I did did this wrong and this is the totally improper way to do it. But basically 
put all my fans on full in the shop, stuck it in the forge, and let it burn the coating off. Is that good for you or bad for you? I don't think it's great for you. <laughs> throw on a piece of chrome in the in the forge. Yeah, I I I don't know that it was great, but at the same time, like, I didn't stand around in the shop while it was like doing any kind of serious smoking. Hmm. But I only did that the once. I kind of learned from that one. I was like, yeah, let's not do that again. So the nitride coating, I looked it up. It's okay. a process of, of mechanical polish and post salt bath oxidative treatment so it's not something you can do they do it during the heat treating process huh so it's something they do with the with salt is that what they said huh. yeah uh, let me go back i'll read it to you again the nitriding and then in parentheses heat treating process is a mechanical polish and post salt bath oxidative treatment the benefits of this process include weld splatter resistance and corrosion and wear resistance so what you're saying is if I get a lot of table salt and a really big <laughs> oven. I'm sure somebody <laughs> is saying that right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, actually. Um, I mean, at some point, I'm going to upgrade what I have. I just probably won't. Um, I guess it will depend on the shop I have at the time. But right now, I don't. I, I won't be upgrading. Like, I won't go and buy a higher end welding table that's mine's probably 24 by 48 maybe 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 not that one maybe 36 so i'm not going to go and spend money on on one until i'm you know doing a big layout table yeah got, got big dreams just not a big budget <laughs> i would love to have a big layout table like that i i may weld more but i i don't have any aspirations of going to get one but if one yeah. fell in my lap i wouldn't turn it down I'm yeah the i mean industry I, I keep seeing like those old acorn tables and stuff like that like the five by i think they're like five by five or something um they're stupid heavy too um that'd be something nice to have someday but i don't know i, I do i do want to have a layout table at some point for doing like gates and things of that nature in time yeah, I weld so infrequently I, I wouldn't need it. But it's also a, a, a process for me to weld, right? I got to pull everything out. You know, if I had a welding spot, I'd weld all the time. Yeah, I mean, for me, the way my shop, I mean, my shop's set up for metalwork uh, full time. So if I need to weld something, I, I can walk into the shop, you know, helmets on the hook, you know, turn the MIG welder on, fit my piece up weld it done i've done that a few times for like household projects and be able to like do them you know the five minute job that actually took five minutes mm -hmm. it does happen from time to time you do hit it out of the park occasionally <laughs> don't don't ask me the last time that happened but i'm pretty sure it's happened at least once <laughs> yeah we'll get there eventually it's not for those that don't live in the shop that's mm -hmm. for sure well, someday we'll be as good as the people on the internet. One of these days. <laughs> One of these days. Oh, I finished the second toolbox. That's another thing I did. Yeah, I saw that. Looks pretty sharp. Yeah. 2.0 is uh, better than 1.0. Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah. Bar was pretty high on that first one. 
It's better, this one. And then... Um, You're just happier with the second one. What do you mean? I was happy with the first one. Yeah, I said happier. Yeah, yeah, I'm happier with the second one. <laughs> uh, uh, she requested black felt on this one, and that is classy. Yeah, it looked pretty sharp. Now, you had planned this one for a while, so did she get custom with the brass custom to her logo? The brass is custom to her logo, yeah. Oh, okay. Just the brass tag on the inside, not the handles. Oh, okay. So the handles are plain or they're still black thorn? Uh, no, the handles are, are uh, they have like a spiral on them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you got, because Dean did the first ones for you, right? Just a brass tag, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't do the handles for a number of reasons. Um, I threaded these in. So I would have had to clock them all and then number them. And then they would have had to been lasered at the clock. And if anyone was off, oh, it, right. it wouldn't work right because they're threaded in. Um, if I was doing like a nut behind it, it would have been different. But I just threaded the wood for these. Um, like I tapped the wood and then threaded these on. Gotcha. Um, and I could just not do that and then put glue in and clock it all right and do it that way. But um, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so uh, uh, it is your project. Yeah, I think I will do it eventually on the, on them, but not right now. They're not spiral either. They're like groove circles going in to the center of the brass. Gotcha. I'll show you a picture eventually, maybe someday. Someday. <laughs> someday they'll see it. All right. Yeah. What do you think we? Uh, Move on over to the after show. Thank our patrons. I was say, we got some people to thank first. Oh, yeah. It's Thanksgiving. We got to thank people. All right. I am thankful for each and every one of the listeners, but I'm more thankful for the patrons. Okay. Except for Corey. You say that. I don't say that. <laughs> I, I happen to like Corey. And I, like corny, I, I like and him. I like him. And his corny jokes. I, 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 just like, <laughs> I just like busting bust them a little bit so okay so we'll start with as always Corey of odyssey cnc christy of twisted twine annette of 513 woodworks full steam designs by chris powell lillian archer photography david beckwith makes nv Woodfinery, and our top tier we have eastbroke studios danelle smith christian brian drennan lawrence maritime nice supply.com ed johns of buttjoints.com Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, Vincent Ferrari of Digitally Creative, Brian Housewart of Workfort Podcast, Artigino Sorio, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wideworks, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations, Brian of No Hammer Forge, David of DW Wood Builds, Matt of First Do Construction, and Daniel and Drizzy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. We really do appreciate it. Yes, we do. I, I touched my keyboard and I thought I did something to the screen. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> I, I saw got something. this weird look from Tony. I didn't know what I did. No, it was, there was like hair or something on the keyboard. I went to wipe it off and I hit the caps lock button. For some reason up here, it was like to discontinue hit something. I was like, oh God, no. And then it went away. So we're good. Yeah. So anyway, thank you to the patrons. If you are a patron, you are automatically entered into the Gnome Hammer 
waffles or raffles or whatever you want to call it um, for a hammer each month. Uh, if you want to get in on that, you can become a patron of ours or a patron of his or a number of other podcasts, I believe. Uh, makeshift work for it, um, which you should be patrons of anyway and listening to them. Um, yeah. So, but if you become a patron of Ryan himself, you get like, I don't know what it, what he's up to giving away now, 5,000 entries or some something crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like every month it, it, it it changes so but yeah he's a good guy go support him he's making waves in the hammer community that he is he's crushing it literally (laughs) yeah if you want to support our show you can uh become a patron you can share the show with all of your friends tell them about it bring it up at the thanksgiving dinner how great this podcast is would be hilarious Uh, now if you share it on your social medias, that helps us. If you want to rate and review the show, that, that, that'd be awesome as well. That helps us out in the ratings of podcast land. So I hear, I don't know where these ratings are, but, uh, if you haven't already done so, please rate and review us on, on Apple. If some of you guys have finally moved over to the dark side, you can finally rate us now on Apple, leave a review and we can read that out, out if you're new. <laughs> If you're new to Apple, you can rate and review the show, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any uh, parting it's words? My review is, I am awesome. The other guy sucks. What? <laughs> <laughs> no? Sure. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to read it out loud. You can, you can write some whatever you want. Whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Have fun tomorrow eating the turkey. Enjoy the bird. Enjoy some American football. Uh, Don't talk religion or politics at at the table. And we'll see you guys next week. Later.